1: So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Volume.
0: The Three and Out podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out podcast. Live and in charge on a Monday after just a bananas. Bananas might be strong, but it was pretty crazy. I mean, a lot of quarterback movement. Matty Ice traded... Uh, Jameis, Mariota, we, we had some quarterback musical chairs that I will dive into off the top. Uh, some thoughts on the, the AFC West, which I think a lot of us are anointing, and rightfully so. I mean, it's the best division on paper. Some thoughts there. Urban Meyer, an article coming out just destroying him. Again, a lot of things we knew. Some details in there, but I, I think it kind of symbolizes what I said from the moment. I know we have some new listeners, but... For those of you day ones, I've been an anti urban. I, I used to call him Fraud Meyer, but definitely once he started getting rumored for the NFL, I mean, give me a break. Could have seen this one coming from a mile away. Uh, and talk about a couple other things. Share the podcast. If you listen on Collins feed, subscribe to the Three and Out podcast feed. Greatly appreciate it if you like it. Uh, share it with your friends, share with your enemies, share with your people. Grassroots. Uh, take any share I can get. Leave a review, Apple iTunes. I know some of you guys listen on Spotify. I think they have a review section there. But statistics show us the majority of you listen on Apple iTunes. Leave a review helps with selling of the show. And a Middlecoff mailbag. I'm sure I have a lot today. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire up in those direct messages. At John Middlecoff Instagram. Fire in those DMs and get your question answered here on the show. And we also do another big one on the weekend. Uh, so, yeah, pretty easy to do. Let's talk some football. <laughs> okay, we got to start with uh, the big trade that really set off a, uh, basically a quarterback dominoes around the NFL. And I think, ultimately, the Atlanta Falcons now have been a predicament for a couple years because before they got a new general manager and a new ho- head coach, they signed historic deals with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. They invested in, you know, arguably two of the greatest players in franchise history, right? Dion, Matt Ryan, Julio. I mean, it's it's shortlist. (laughs) Tony Gonzalez, but they didn't get the... They got the older Tony Gonzalez. And they gave him huge contracts. And the way these huge contracts work is Arthur Blank, because he has a ton of cash, is able to have these enormous signing bonus and guaranteed a ton of cash. Well, when you do that, you amortize that on your books. And Julio Jones cost them money to get rid of last year. Just like Matt Ryan now, I just read on on Twitter before hopping on that Matt Ryan's dead cap for the Falcons will be more than any cap hit for any other player in the NFL. So there is a reason they you know didn't get much for either one of these two guys because the contracts backfired. And contracts in the NFL in a salary cap league really impact your value as a player. People are like, why did Bobby Wagner get cut? Because he was making $20 million. And his his trend is probably pointing down, not up, at this point in time in his career, right? Amari Cooper, why did he... Because he was making $20 million. Your salary impacts what your value is. Because if Matt Ryan was a $10 million player, honestly, he goes for more. Uh, But here's the reality. Is the Indianapolis Colts, who, you know... Is there anything worse than the guy that doesn't have a great feel for what other people feel about him? Albert Breer wrote today in the MMQB that Carson Wentz said he was shocked by all the reports coming out in Indy about him. He didn't, when the, when the report came on the, on the eve of the, or the morning of the Super Bowl, that Indy was over him, they'd had enough of him, that they were going to move on, that they didn't like him. Uh, he was taken back. It's like Carson, man. It's like, take a look in the mirror. You need you need some people in your life that can tell you what's really going on because you've had back-to-back places where people didn't like you. And here's the thing with the Colts. He replaced Phillip Rivers, who literally everyone that plays with Rivers loves the guy. I would put Matt Ryan in that category. So they went from Phillip Rivers, and I texted a couple people in the league today, and I said, what is the difference between the Phillip Rivers that they acquired two years ago Right, who was at the end of his career, and this version of Matt Ryan. So I had one buddy that said he thought that Matt Ryan was a little bit better. I had another that said it's basically a coin flip. He might lean Rivers. Bottom line, it's really close. I think you could argue they're basically the same player upon acquisition. Well, looking back two years ago of the Rivers they got, they won 11 games. They loved him. Frank Ballard, everyone was happy. They wanted him to stay. I mean, they only had Carson Wentz, let's face it, for nine months. They couldn't get the guy out of the building fast enough. Now they get Matt Ryan, who was beloved in Atlanta. As a person, as a player, we can nitpick him. Has some flaws. Like Rivers, when you do not have a huge arm, you are very dependent on accuracy. And when you're a little off, you're going to throw some picks because it's a pickable ball. It's not going that fast. So there's a reason most defensive backs play defense. And not wide receiver. They don't have great hands. Well, when you don't throw it as hard, if you're if you're off on your in terms of accuracy, it's easier for me to catch. You know, so I I think that is a big reason that Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers they've turned the ball over sometimes. But Matt Ryan, one thing he said, the team in Atlanta the last couple of years is terrible. They don't have much talent. Their offensive line has been awful, and like Rivers, they can't really move, and they are. I don't want to say dinosaurs, but that is not the type player, the Josh Allens, the Lamar Jacksons, the Mahomes, the Herberts, the Trey Lances, the Justin Fields, mobility, mobility, mobility. I'm not talking about Kyler Murray or even, obviously, Lamar. You just have to be able to scramble behind the line of scrimmage. It is a huge advantage in 2022 when your quarterback can move and still be accurate. See, Herbert, Mahomes, obviously Russell Wilson's been playing like that. Aaron Rodgers is the older version of all these guys. He's been moving, pinpoint accuracy. Most guys, historically in the game of football, can't move much. They got to play within the pocket and get rid of the ball. Well, that's Matt Ryan. And that was Phillip Rivers, a tight player that Frank and the Colts are comfortable with. You know, for whatever reason, Matt Ryan, more than likely, the crazy part about Wentz, he threw 27 touchdowns last year. His production wasn't that bad. Yet when you watched them, the eye test, It was a little off. And then the person, I say it all the time. You cannot separate at quarterback the person and the player. They're interconnected. The leadership, they're the CEO of really of the guys on your football team. Like the head coach is the CEO of the football building. But the quarterback is the CEO of the players. And when those players aren't comfortable with the guy, you got a problem. He doesn't need to be beloved. Like Peyton Manning could be an asshole, yell at guys, hold guys accountable, but everyone liked him. Everyone respected him. Ideally, you get Tom Brady. I mean, it's greatest teammate of all time. You could be somewhere in the middle and clearly Carson Wentz skews on the side of, one, he doesn't even understand what he's missing and it might just be he's incapable because he's kind of a weirdo or who knows, narcissist, egomaniac, I don't know. I don't know the guy, but I got that guy red flagged and so does everyone else in the league except the football team, who was, you know, and in fairness to the football team, they're so desperate. He really has, like, he has more talent than Matty Ice. He has more talent than Mariota. He has more talent than Jameis. All these guys go in places. The problem was what you had to give up to acquire him. And I think the Colts now go, we got a grown-up in the room. We got a guy who's won a ton of big games. Matt Ryan, like Rivers, toughness, elite toughness. And he, he he's accurate. The problem is, arm's not great, but we play in a dome. The greatest player we've ever had doesn't have a great arm, but we thrived in the dome, aka Peyton Manning. Now, obviously, Matty Ice, you know, I call him like more Matty Melting Ice Cube than uh, Matty Ice, but I-, I do think this is an upgrade. You get an upgrade as a person, and you just bring some stability to your building. A guy that knows what he's doing, a guy that's not trying to prove himself, you know, in the sense of Carson and like resurrect the human being. Like, I think he's very secure. He's already made more money than probably every player in NFL history except like 10. I mean, this guy's filthy rich. And the Falcons get to just break up. Now, who knows if this would have happened if the Deshaun Watson fiasco hadn't led him to be interested in the Falcons and then it being reported that they might get Watson. That means Matt Ryan's on the block and that led to Indianapolis. But however this transpired, Indianapolis upgraded. I'm sure they feel really good. And the Falcons can kind of start over. Because as long as they had Matt Ryan and, listen, they basically ate this huge dead cat for a third because they weren't going to get very much, but are able to just set their sights forward. They're able to progress, you know? They were just kind of stuck in neutral. You know, for those of us that grow up, you know, closer to the rural areas, you know, when the rain comes and it gets a little muddy, I've had a lot of friends that you need to come bring a truck and get them out of the mud because you're just stuck. You cannot get out of it. And that's what the Falcons felt like. And they got rid of Julio. They got rid of Matt Ryan. And now they can just move forward. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to figure it out. But I do think they got rid of these two contracts and really these two players, but specifically Matt. Like, it was going to be very, very difficult for them just to completely suck. And this year, more than last year, great quarterback draft. I mean, some big time prospects Ohio State guy, Alabama guy. Like, you got legitimate guys that could go in the top three or four picks. That was not the case, uh, obviously, this year. And I guess Marcus Mariota going there. Arthur Smith knows him, coached him in Tennessee. Jameis now goes to New Orleans, who really not that much money. They give him $21 million guaranteed for a couple years. He can just be serviceable and have them compete for a wild card. The NFC stinks. I mean, the AFC is absolutely loaded. The NFC, all the top quarterbacks, you know, beside... Brady, who obviously returned for a reason. He saw an opening. Rodgers just lost Devontae Adams. Uh, That's a problem. You got Stafford. You know, I mean, the 49ers are probably the third best team or fourth best team right there with the Packers, Rams, and Tampa. But, I mean, Trey Lance, Jimmy hasn't moved yet. What's going to happen there? Wouldn't shock me if they just rolled back Jimmy, as crazy as that sounds. But I think that's on the table now. Definitely Kyle would do that. Uh, So, you know, to me, Mariota doesn't do anything for the Falcons. And I I don't really know. Like, to me, Jameis is just kind of a guy. And the other thing, Sean Payton's gone. So I don't value Jameis as much without Sean Payton. So I I just, you know, I'm I'm not a huge believer in Dennis Allen, but their roster is pretty solid. I think the Colts are immediately now, like, they're not losing that game to Jacksonville Week 18 if they're in that position. And I think that's how they look at it. And maybe they're even in a position where, we're not having to win week 18 to get into the playoffs. We're just like a couple years ago with the Rivers, we're just an 11 win team. And I think that's where the Colts lay their head at uh, bed at night now and feel much better about themselves. And they probably knew this has been in the works now, three, four, a week, however long, uh, definitely upgraded. Bet $5 to get 150. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers. $150, instant bonus, guaranteed. That's right, you get $150 in bonus site credit, and all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more. How do you bet the bracket? Is up to you. How can you choose the money line, the totals, the prop bets, and so much more? You can choose the money line, the prop bets, the totals, you can do it all yourself. Which team would you like to take a chance on? Me, I like Tennessee, I like UCLA, and I like Arizona. So I would hammer those teams throughout the tournament. Plus, with cash out, the ball's in your court. So you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is over. Join FanDuel today with promo code Colin, Then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit. Guaranteed. That's promo code Colin on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem call 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 533 42 Arizona 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia 1 800 270 7117 for con- confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee, Redline, 1 800 889 9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you are an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American made success story in Black Buffalo's award winning nicotine pouches. at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bowl flavor,
1: full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
0: When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash J O H N. That's LinkedIn.com slash J O H N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash cash. I was thinking a lot about the Watson Baker Mayfield thing. And listen, society has probably never moved faster than it moves today, right? On the blink of, you know, you snap your fingers, market could be down 10%. You know, you snap your fingers, market goes up 20%. It's just crazy. The world is accelerated, things change at rapid rates. Obviously, the internet, uh, the, just the way everything works. It's never been faster. And as someone who's impatient, I, I don't mind it that way. I'm not a huge, like, whenever I get behind a slow walker, I'm like, hurry this, sh- come on, pick it up, let's go. Uh, so I, I enjoy the fast-paced of 2022 society. But as a sports fan, sometimes you can sit there and go, we got a squad, this is going to be good for a while. And then you look a couple years later, you're like, what the hell happened? I'll never forget the Harbaugh 49ers, like, this thing's going to be a dynasty. Ten years, they're, they're going to win a couple Super Bowls, and then after three and a half years, it was over. And we've seen examples of this over and over in sports, how quickly things change. No matter how great a situation is at any moment, just look last year, we're like, is Aaron Rodgers going to leave the Packers? No, he ultimately didn't, but let's face it, it got very weird very fast. Things come out of nowhere and change on the dot. Look at Watson and Baker. When Watson was drafted, Dabo Sweeney's pounding the table, calling him the Michael Jordan of college football. And you're watching him, you're like, you know, he went toe-to-toe with Alabama. He beat Alabama his junior or senior year or whatever. Then he kind of fell in the draft. Not really, but I mean, went 12. But, you know, for quarterbacks that usually go in the top five, people freaked out. This guy, Baker Mayfield, John Dorsey's like, you know, I was around Brett Favre, the bravado. I draft Baker Mayfield one, both places Hell yeah, we got our quarterback. Now, obviously, Deshaun hit the ground running, became kind of a star, was a legitimate pro bowler, got a contract extension. The Houston Texans, you're thinking we got a star quarterback for the next 15 years. Baker was a little different, but by his third year, he leads the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and wins a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you know how crazy it is to imagine five years ago the Cleveland Browns beating the Pittsburgh Steelers in a playoff game? Now, I was never the biggest Baker Mayfield guy after I watched him, but I listen, he had a good 2020, and they won a playoff game. So if you're a Browns fan, obviously they had a ton of expectations. Now, the Watson thing got weird quick. Like he demanded a trade, and then he got in trouble. The Baker thing coming into last year, the expectations were sky high. Now, a year removed... Watson's on the Browns for a historic haul. Baker's still, as of recording this, technically still on the team, but he's going to be gone. And their careers, like, I say this all the time about the draft, which is a little over a month away. Everyone in the first round will draft a player, and, you know, whether you're watching on NFL Network, you know, I guess it's on the NFL Network and ESPN. They'll show the war room, which is cool. You know, as someone that aspired to work in the NFL and finally got there, the war room never was not cool. And the, it's, it's the coolest on draft day, right? Everyone's in there. You got, your, you got your tie on. You know, you got your snack plate, and you're just waiting for your pick. And then you pick a guy, turning the card for Baker Mayfield, turn in the card for Deshaun Watson. You go apeshit. But it, it happens for literally every player in the draft. All these guys that will get drafted in, in you know, 40 days, There's celebration, hugs, chest bumps, owners going nuts. And then we know, I mean, time and time again, half those guys are not going to amount to anything. And then even the guys that do, half those guys will get traded, will get moved, will want out. Like, weird shit happens. And I think this deal and the way it all went down is a great example, even with quarterback, that is clearly becoming... It's been like this for a while, but it's completely separating, right? Rodgers got $150 million. They just gave Deshaun Watson $230 million. The importance of the position, given the rules, has never been, the gap has never been wider between like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen and just even an Aaron Donald. And we all know Aaron Donald's one of the greatest players of all time. But if you just had a draft from scratch, right? If all the players in the NFL were in just this hypothetical draft, what, what pick would the first position player go? Because quarterbacks would go, I would say, at minimum, first 15 picks. And honestly, we could probably talk ourselves into like 18 to 20 picks. So the importance of that position has just grown with the rules, with the way the game's played, and rightfully so. It's understandable. But the one thing that hasn't is how fast weird shit happens. And that's the one great part. And it's why pro sports are, you know, that and politics are the only thing anyone watches. Everything else is so segmented, right? We don't, it's not like, 1994, we're all watching the same four shows. Sports is the one thing we can all agree on that a lot of us, especially football, we all watch. It gets enormous ratings because it's truly reality television that you can have this guy like Deshaun Watson. You think he's going to be a pillar of your team for 15 years. You're going to the playoffs all the time. A year later, he wants a trade. Then he gets in trouble and boom, he's gone. Baker Mayfield, it feels like he's a savior of the Cleveland Browns. Looking back, think about this. He's not even a top two quarterback in his own first round, right? And you could argue, we'll see how it plays out the next four or five years, but obviously if you could redo that, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson are going one and two. You know, Josh Rosen's terrible, and Sam Darnold is a disaster, and Baker, who knows? Like, maybe Baker's just not that good of a player. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I Obviously, he's better than Sam Darnold and clearly Josh Rosen, but... His Cleveland career just ended like that. And part of it is the turnover with head coaches and general managers. Like, I've been in places where someone hires me, it happened to me in football, and it happened to me in radio, and the person that hires me leaves. And when that person leaves, the person who supports you and that really believed in you, when that guy is gone, it's a game changer, right? I mean, it's anyone who's listening to this, who's worked at a company where your boss leaves and a new boss comes in, you know, it's just, especially in a, in, a, in a business where you're under contract, right? Not like necessarily an at-will employee. It, it, you know, it just changes everything. And if you're not talented enough, and if you're definitely a pain in the ass, now we've seen it with Wentz and Baker, no one wants to deal with that. Unless you're as good as Watson, and then they've showed you, they'll deal with your problems. Which, like I said on Sunday's podcast, still feels a little crazy to me. The risk there, I, I looked up his contract today. I mean, some of the dead cap numbers, when you pay a guy that much money, I mean, it's the most guaranteed money in the history of the league. Like this, Because someone DM'd me, they're like, what do you think, if this gets a little weird, that the Moneyball guys could flip him? I'm like, it's not possible to flip Deshaun Watson once you pay him that contract. You just saw it with Matt Ryan, who got $100 million guaranteed. $100 million guaranteed. Deshaun got 2.3x that. And it really doesn't start kicking in until a couple years. So he's they're st- they're all in on him as they should be. but you know, we'll see how it works out. <laughs> the other thing I've been thinking a lot about is the AFC West, which is clearly kind of the apple of everyone's eye now as a division, and rightfully so the the talent that has, I, I was going to say migrated, but really, you know, these teams traded for him. You know, these a lot of these guys didn't actively choose. I guess Chandler Jones did. Devontae kind of did, but they still had to trade for him. You know, uh, Russell traded for, Khalil Mack traded for. These guys, these teams went out and made moves to acquire these guys. And all to me, I, lo- I love all their moves, you know. But there is a difference between just having a stacked team on paper. Uh, like I said, this is reality sh- TV. These are real people. And ultimately, like, you can be great on paper, but what about the pressure and expectations? You know, pressure is real. I I know the analytical elites hate the word pressure because they don't think it exists. You know, if you've ever, if you follow Major League Baseball, the analytics community does not believe that any AB is different than any other AB. That your AB in the second inning is no different than your AB in the ninth inning of a playoff game, which is just complete bullshit. We're all human beings. Pressure is a real thing. Now, you can argue pressure is what you put on yourself, but once you get to the highest level of any industry, like, there is pressure on you, you know? Like, it's easy to be the hunter and going after whoever in your business, right? It's easy to compete, get up every day, and chase something. It's hard to be the hunted. Like, it's hard to be coward, right? Everyone watches everything he says Every show, he's got to do a good job. He's got an enormous audience. Like That's not easy. It's easy to be the little radio guy that no one's listened to and just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks, and maybe it works. right? It's The, the wind blows the hardest at the top of the mountaintop. I'm a big golf guy. It's easy to shoot at, in the PJ Tour level a good round on Thursday or Friday. It's another thing to sleep on the lead Saturday or Sunday and have everyone gunning for you, especially when you're kind of a nobody. It's one thing if you're Tiger Woods or Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas, but as we just saw this weekend, Davis Riley's sleeping on the lead for the first time in his career going into Sunday. And all of a sudden, by the fifth hole, he triple bogeys, he's no longer in the lead. Pressure is real. And that's the thing when I look at the AFC West. There's one team who's had true pressure and who's truly been the hunted for the last three or four years, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. They have been, you know, ever since that New England game that they lost in overtime, I guess it would have been four and a half years ago, right? The AFC Championship game. They have been the top team in the league or in the conference. And everyone in the conference has been gunning for them. And they have answered the bell three straight years getting back to the AFC Championship game. Obviously, won two of them, and this year blew it to the Bengals. But they have been, you know, arguably the marquee team in the league for the last three years. So when I hear that, like, they didn't improve, but all these other teams, well, one... I'll say it over and over. They have a huge advantage at coach and at quarterback. They have the best quarterback in the division. But to me, where they have the advantage, their core guys, which is ultimately what matters the most, like they win and lose how Tyreek, Travis, Patrick, Chris Jones play, and now adding um, Justin Reed, Eric Reed's brother, how those guys are going to play. And the other guys, you know, those guys have to bring the other guys with them. But I know they can handle the pressure. I know that in a big game, November whatever, Sunday night football against the Chargers, they'll be ready. They might win, they might lose, but I don't worry about them crumbling or succumbing to the outside noise, and just rightfully so, trying to win a division that is stacked on paper every team. So when I look at all these other teams, like the Chargers, they're an underachieving historical franchise. Like, let's face it, they have had a lot of stacked teams. One of the best teams I've ever seen in my adult life, like basically the last 20 years, was that team that the Patriots beat on the road with LT, Sean Merriman, Phillip Rivers, Vincent Jackson, RIP. They were stacked, they, and they got beat. And that kind of, to me, is the Chargers. You know, they just always underachieve. And then they have this coach who, let's face it, like, can he shake his reckless nature I know the media elites love giving him pressure cuz or giving him credit cuz he's always going for on fourth down. But like that bit him in the ass last year. That is a huge reason that the Raiders were in the playoffs and they were not. No way around it. But I think, you know, even including the Chiefs cuz I think Justin Herbert's top 5 quarterback. You could argue they got the best roster not in the division, in the league. They are absolutely stacked. I've said it over and over. Love the Khalil Mack move. Uh, I, I just, I like keeping Mike Williams to go with Keenan Allen, to go with Herbert. I think you can add a back pretty easily. I think they need a bigger running back. You can do that in the draft, no problem. But their roster on paper is really freaking good. Then I look at the Broncos. They haven't been good in half a decade. They literally have not played in a meaningful game. Their head coach, who say it over and over, rooting for the guy, bald brother. Never been a head coach. He's becoming a head coach for the first time and he's going to be calling the plays with the pressure of calling the plays for Russell Wilson. And unlike Mahomes and unlike Tom Brady and unlike Aaron Rodgers, that if you work for these guys as a coach, you're on the offensive staff for Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. You know, you get jobs. You get, your, your career grows. It ascends. It's incredible for your personal business. When you became the offensive coordinator, historically for Russell Wilson, you get fired. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. So the pressure of being an offensive coach for Russell Wilson is not the same as these other players. You coach Josh Allen, boom, you're the head coach of the New York Giants. You coach Russell Wilson, fired. (laughs) These had three offensive coordinators fired. They've had three offensive staffs blown out. It happens time and time again. So there is dramatic pressure on Hackett. But like I would say about the Chargers, they got a squad. Their offensive line is excellent. That running back they got from North Carolina is good. The wide receivers are awesome. They got players on defense. Their general manager is good. But Chargers, underachieving franchise. The Broncos haven't played in a meaningful game since Peyton Manning. That's been a while. He's He just got in the Hall of Fame. Last time I checked, it takes five years to be Hall of Fame eligible. So it just shows you. And then the Raiders, as a franchise... They haven't made the playoffs in back-to-back years in two decades. That's a long time. Now, last year was really, really impressive. That coach is gone. And it was an interim coach, you know, for as shitty as everything was, the Gruden emails, and obviously the horrific event that was the Henry Ruggs situation, and the moronic event. Now, I don't think the Damon Arnett with the guns really impacted him. But the, the Ruggs thing... That, I don't care who you are, if you're around a guy like that every day and that happens, that rattles you. And they did a fantastic job of rat, uh, rallying around it. But there's no rally, like oh, that's over now. They have a new head coach who, I've watched a lot of Josh McDaniels interviews, he feels very comfortable in his own skin. I actually feel like this is, he doesn't remind me of a Patriot guy right now. They're super tight and super angry. He's just, I think he's comfortable. But let's face it, his one time as the head honcho, it couldn't have gotten any worse. He got run out of the building. So you have this franchise that is not used to winning since the internet got invented. And then you have this head coach who is just, until he proves he can win, there's going to be this stigma around him. But as I've said, adding Devontae Adams, that was stealing. Chandler Jones, getting rid of Yannick, no brainer. They have legit impact players. Chandler Jones can play. Max Crosby can play. Devontae's a star. Waller's a star. Renfro, baller. Cars was excellent last year. They got dudes. So I'm looking at these three teams and going, you any one of them could win 12 games. If the coach is on, if they mesh. But that's not, some of these teams, like there's going to be a team in this division probably that goes eight and nine. And, and ultimately it's going to be a disaster an absolute disaster. And I don't know, but one of these three teams is not going to handle the pressure and the expectations well because that's the way it works. Like not everyone just pressure, expectations creates a diamond. You know, I'm very confident in the Chiefs. Even if they have quote unquote a comeback year, hell, they don't win the division. Like they're winning double digit games. I I would bet $10,000 on that yesterday. But one of these three teams, I don't know which one it is, because, listen, I'm not a Brandon Staley guy. I love, I don't like, I love their roster. The Broncos, I think Russell's going to have a chip on his shoulder. But the coach makes me a little nervous. The Raiders, there's just, you know, can they shake? Like, this? Fran- are you just a good franchise now? Obviously, you've got good players on your team. Still have some holes on the offensive line. Someone's going to underachieve. And to me, that's as fascinating as all these teams kicking ass. <laughs> Another story that came out on The Athletic today, I'm not going to spend that much time on this because we've talked about this over the year, was Urban Meyer. And, you know, I I think it's easy to be a bully when other people that you're bullying, whether you're a boss of a company, whether you're a head coach in high school or college, they're kind of stuck and they don't have very much leverage. Like, if your high school coach is being an asshole to you, what are you going to do? You know, you just, you kind of got to take it. He's like, you know, most people aren't going to be some super, they're not going to transfer high schools. He was like, ah, this guy just doesn't like me. Once you get to college, I guess now it's probably a little different, but he didn't coach in the transfer portal rule. You know, I would imagine a lot of places where you have like minimum wage workers, that boss can be a royal dick because that guy might be very dependent on that job. And Urban Meyer, at the end of the day, is a bully's bully. He's a legit asshole. And it worked for him. It thrived for him at Florida. It thrived for him at Ohio State. Because when he told someone to jump, they always said how high. Especially once his resume worked. And I said over and over, once you get to the pros, no one gives a shit what you did at Ohio State or Florida. No one cares. The guy you just drafted number one overall had been to multiple national championships, had won a national championship, and just got $35 million guaranteed. You have several guys on an NFL roster making millions of dollars. So, so listen, it's football. Sometimes you're going to yell at guys. There's nothing wrong with yelling at guys or holding guys to high standards. But some of the things in this article about just berating guys nonstop, Bill Parcells, you know, some of these famous coaches could pull this shit off Urban Meyer, to me, is just an absolute clown. I mean, it, this notion, I, I'm not shocked at this at all. Like He didn't know who Debo Samuel was. He didn't know who Aaron Donald was. I've heard Nick Saban say this, and I've worked in college football. Sunday is a huge work day, right? Sunday is like the NFL's Monday. The thing is, as an NFL's Monday, you're just working, getting ready for your next opponent, putting the last game to bed. There's not You're not missing any football besides the Monday night game that's on at night. Where in college football, you're working for your next opponent. you're not watching NFL all day. You're watching your, your last opponent, you're getting ready for your new, you're recruiting. Urban Meyer never watched the NFL. How could he? He was always working. So he came into the league. His ability to understand personnel, he had none. He didn't know the league beside the guys that he had coached to get against in college. But as we see every year in the combine, and as we'll see in the NFL draft, not everyone is just coming from the Big Ten. You'll have a guy from the Montana State that's going to get drafted in the third round. You'll have a guy from Liberty that's going to get drafted in the first round. Like, guys come in all shapes and sizes from all over the place. So this notion that Urban Meyer was over his head, I said it the whole time, he was going to be over his head even if he was a good guy. It was going to take time. Because guys like Andy Reid, Sean Payton, you know, uh, Belichick, even though like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay that have been in the league for over a decade— Every single player in the NFL they have seen come through the draft. And at one point in time, they have coached or schemed against that player. So they have some scouting. There is not a player in the NFL that Andy Reid, you know, that is, is a starter in the NFL, or Bill Belichick, couldn't tell you about his strengths or weaknesses. Or even Pete Carroll. Listen, I know he's getting drugged through the mud right now. These guys have seen it all. Urban Meyer came in. He didn't even know the best players. Because here's the other thing in college. You can be a little lazy because when you're recruiting all these elite players, I have the advantage. I have all the best players, so I don't have to spend as much time on the details. The NFL is a detail league. It's a schematic league. It's not a machismo uh, league. You have to know a guy's strengths and weaknesses. Like ultimately, Aaron Donald might have one small little weakness. And if Belichick can find it, he's going to use that to his advantage. Ultimately, Brady might have a small little weakness. It's not just about motivating and rallying the troops, especially when you take over a team like Jacksonville that sucks. But his only tactic, the only way he knew to operate was be a royal asshole to everyone. And no one took him seriously. Because operating like that, one, you have to earn my respect. A new boss can't come in. One time I, the dumbest guy I've ever worked for, came in when I was in radio and acted like he knew everything. And listen, anytime you get a new boss, you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You're like, I'm working for this guy. Let's see it out. But then over time, you start realizing, I don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. This guy has no clue. And the moment you think that as a professional, it's hard to look at the guy and take him seriously. I don't care what he's accomplished. Because you know what? Every single person, like, they're not always going to be right. I've never met anyone that's worked for Belichick, that works for Andy Reid. It's probably the same could be said for like Steve Jobs or Elon Musk that goes, yeah, these guys know what they're talking about. I don't always agree, but I respect the shit out of him because of his experience, because of his knowledge, and more often than not, he's going to be right. Where he was running drills, like he wanted to run these drills in training camp that ultimately DJ Chark got hurt on, and a bunch of assistants are like, bro, this we don't do this in the pros. But he didn't know what he didn't even know. And if you don't know what you don't even know, it's one thing if you're gonna if you don't know anything, but you're a nice guy, people give you the benefit of the doubt. But when you don't know anything and then you're the mean guy, I mean, people can't stand that human being. So th- this doesn't shock me at all that these this article came out making him looking like a complete buffoon. I said from the jump he had no business in the NFL. That's what we call highway robbery. Robbed Shad Khan. A couple other quick things. Uh, I just wanted to say this. Because like everyone that's listening to this, at my core, I'm a football fan first. And as someone that, you know, I was born in the mid-80s, so I grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s. We got cable. I watched, you know, back ESPN now to me is pretty irrelevant. But in its heyday, in the 90s and early 2000s, and even throughout the 2000s, I watched so much ESPN. And obviously their football coverage, as the league really blew up, uh, a guy like John Clayton played a huge role. And I met him a couple times, I think at the Combine. I've had him on when I had a radio show. Couldn't have been any nicer. But the guy, to me, is just a symbolic and iconic figure in the growth of the game from a media standpoint. And listen, I make fun of the media st- sometimes, but I like a lot of people in it. Like, you know, Peter King is a legend. Been awesome to me. Love Schefter. I, I don't know this guy like that, but I, I know when, he- when I saw that he passed away, I was like, damn, man. That guy played a big role... And i I would say the love that I have for football, because you would watch him and Salisbury screaming at each other. He was one of the first main insiders for ESPN as kind of that kind of role took off and made football feel bigger than it is. And now football feels massive. But guys like that, you know, as cable took off, as the internet took off, played a huge role. and he was only sixty seven years old. I, I don't I haven't read anything about the details how he passed away, but to me, that's pretty young. Um that's and obviously the the iconic, commercial about him screaming at his mom with the ponytail, but the NFL lost someone that, you know, play, played a played a massive, an underrated role, I would say, as the league shot off like a rocket ship. Uh, as I always say, the, the magic and Larry Bird of football was Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And guys like John Clayton, Chris Mortensen, Peter King, you know, helped just really grow the sport of football to, to random people. and uh, It made, made it seem really cool. And, and Amazon, I guess, made it official that Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet will be the Thursday night crew. Um, I, someone told me that Kirk Herbstreet still could call college games. We'll have to see how that plays out. But So now we know. Monday Night Football is is Troy and uh, and Joe Buck, which is, you know, big time. The Monday Night Football is going to feel big time. Sunday Night Football, Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth. I mean, Mike Tarico's a star. Dude's done, dude did Monday Night Football with John Gruden forever. So that's going to feel big. And obviously, anytime you put Al Michaels, I listen, I think Herb Street feels big. Um, it's not very hard to learn in the NFL in terms of just calling games. It's much harder to do college. I think it'll be an easy transition. I think he'll be good. Um, I feel pretty good about the slate of our primetime uh, announcing crews. It's kind of crazy that Al, at like 76, 77 years old, can just keep doing it. The great part about being a play by play guy, you never have to quit. You never have to retire until they really force you. Like Marv, if you if you watched like the NBA on TNT the last couple of years, Marv would be calling like Kyrie Irving, John Stockton. He had no fucking clue what was going on. Honestly, it was kind of sad. It was hard to watch Marv Albert games. You're like, there's one thing to be slipping. You get a little old. He, I mean, the guy was lost. And ultimately, I mean, absolute living legend kind of forced him out. But I'll still. I, you know, I don't know if he's throwing 98, but he's he's still throwing in the 90s. I still got it going on. And you give him kind of a younger, hipper partner. Um, I'm excited to watch uh, a little Amazon Thursday Night Football. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country.
1: Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
0: Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% Cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's do a little Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram DMs wide open firing the DMs like my guy Tom here and get a question answered on the show. It's just my name. Uh, Instagram fire in. Let's go. What's your Mariota to the Falcons take? Good move or tank job? I think it's a combination of both. I think they needed to get Matt Ryan, as I said, off the books. They need to reset their franchise and they give themselves a veteran who's a high level guy who the head coach knows who's also the play caller. And, you know, maybe you catch lightning in a bottle. I'm not pro-Mariota, but I've always liked the guy. I always thought the player was a little overrated, but I've met the guy a couple times and know people that know him, they swear by him. Raiders loved him. Titans loved him. The guy. The player, you know, he's a little inaccurate. (laughs) Um, He's been banged up a little bit. He was hurt last year in training camp, I remember, for the Raiders. I don't even know how you get hurt in training camp as a quarterback. John Huge fan, a quick two-part question. Deshaun Watson, can a player be suspended without pay? Yes. If so, if the team doesn't pay them, does it count toward their cap? That's a good question. I'm not a capologist. So let's say you owe a guy $10 million. You know, or, or let's use Calvin Ridley as an example. They, uh, <coughs> Atlanta was going to pay him $11 million this year. He gets suspended. I don't think the $11 million counts. Again, Not a capologist. But I'd have to ask like Roseman on that one. I am pretty sure you do not you don't incur the hit on the eleven million dollars. Wouldn't make any sense, right? You're not paying him any money. So you can use that money, I guess would part would probably be the second part of that question. With the Kirk Cousins extension, do you believe this is the Minnesota Vikings' last attempt at winning a Super Bowl with Cousins? I mean, winning a Super Bowl, Uh, let's just win a couple playoff games. I, I just think they extended a good player that makes a little more cap friendly. I don't I don't think it's that like big picture. I mean, obviously most teams goal is to win the Super Bowl, but I, I think it was more just about we got a good player, we're not gonna be able to upgrade, let's just extend at a price point that we feel comfortable with. I I, I think that is kind of the gist of it. What are they doing with the whole Jimmy situation? Seems like they fucked up and got a release or keep now. How do you bungle this? Well, I think he's injured. So when you're injured, your options are limited. He also makes $27 million. Like Jameis. Uh, you know, I think I might have mentioned the numbers earlier. I'm recording this, the mailbag a little bit later in the day. I think the sh- numbers I saw, I thought it was $21 million guaranteed. And then I saw a rap sheet $15 million guaranteed. That's over two years Jimmy, one year, $27 million. He's missed eight and a half games the last two seasons. So I I think Jimmy's a little complicated, in my opinion. I'm going to say it over and over. I like the Niners guys a lot. I trust their coach. GM's a stud. Money guy's a baller. John Parag and Kyle, I mean, it's a legit trio of doing football stuff. But, like, you could have cut Jimmy... Part of, like, I'm all for value. Like, there's a reason I haven't bought a house in Arizona yet. Like, I'm not going to pay double the amount when I think, you know, chaos is coming. I could be wrong. But I have told myself, and it might bite me in the ass. I don't know. Time will tell. We'll, we'll find out if I'm right or wrong. Uh, but, like, there's a difference of, you could have just cut Jimmy. Now, it's like, well, we didn't get value for him. Who cares? You could have used that money, I don't know, to sign Chandler Jones, I mean, that that's, that would be my take. You could have used that money to sign someone sweet. Now, there were only a couple sweet free agents, but that one makes a lot of sense. I don't know. Chandler Jones, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. Pretty good D-line, sounds to me. But you can't do that when Jimmy is on the books for, you know, $27 million. Now, I, I've also said I think Kyle's okay bringing him back. <laughs> I, I really do. Now, ultimately, if Trey's better than Jimmy in camp, they're not going to have Jimmy be a $27 million backup, so they would cut him anyway. It's just that they, they played poker. Uh, they did not have pocket aces. They had like an eight and a seven. And now they're finding themselves like the, these cards that turned over did not turn over in their favor. And today was not a good day for the Jimmy Garoppolo trade market, for Jimmy Garoppolo personally. Now, not, not necessarily he's stuck on the Niners, which isn't a bad thing, but... What do you think of the Watson trade compensation versus Seattle got for Wilson? Are the Hawks officially a worse organization than the Browns now that Paul Allen's sister owns the franchise? Well, I would say the difference is... Deshaun Watson's 26 years old. And like I said on Sunday's pod, the Browns were extremely desperate. Seattle valued some of these players. Like, Noah Fant is like a second-round pick to their value. So they got two ones, two twos, you know, fans a second. Russell's old. You know, Russell's six, seven years older than Deshaun Watson. Now, I'm with you. I would have wanted the third first round pick. I know a lot of people in the NFL thought they'd get the uh, third first round pick. But I still think Seattle, they got the ninth overall pick, which is, you know, better than the 13th overall pick. But I hear you. I, I, I could understand why people would be mad. Uh, my buddy and I have a podcast called The Pure. It's Carolina Panthers Pod. I would love to get your view on the organization and what the Panthers should do at quarterback, since Watson has said it didn't come to Carolina. It would just be a short conversation over Zoom. Thank you. Shoot me an email. My email's uh, on my Twitter account. Fire me an email. We'll see if we can figure out time. I would say the Panthers got some issues. I mean, I think their number one issues like does their coach know what they're doing? Does Matt Rule know what he's doing? And obviously, their quarterback situation, Sam Darnold, stinks. I rooted for the guy. I wanted him to be good. But the Sam Darnold I saw last year was an atrocious football player. I mean, he made the Tampa Bay Jameis season look like Tom Brady. He was bad. I mean, he was really, really bad. But I, I, I go back to it's a coaching league, man. And I just wonder, Matt Rule, one year in the NFL as an assistant line coach, I know he had success at Temple. I know he had success at Baylor. Guess what? Last I checked, everyone has some success at Temple. Last I checked, everyone's kind of killing it at Baylor. The last three coaches at Baylor, a lot of success. Art Bryles, Rule, now, what's his name? The ball guy now, Aranda. It's like people go there and win. The basketball coach crushes it. They won the national, like it's a high level place. This isn't the Baylor I grew up on. So it's not like he just was winning at some random school that no one, like what Mark Stoops is doing at Kentucky. To me, that's impressive. You're winning at Kentucky? That's impressive. Like, when guys go to K-State and win nine games, that's impressive. Like, you winning a Baylor now, our Bryles was kicking ass at Baylor. Uh, Seahawks fan, I'm listening to your take on Pete and the John Presser from Wednesday, and I'm so with you. It was horrible. What a joke. They're trying to sell his fans a bunch of BS, and if any 12 is buying that shit, they're going to be sadly mistaken because we're going to be horrible next year, and until Pete and John are gone, I'm sad. I also wanted to tell you about the Coach K book that just came out, which I'm sure you've heard of. I have, but I'm about three quarters of the way through, and it's a great book. I think you would enjoy it as well. Uh, I like you, only listen to audiobooks. Take care. I might have to check that out. I heard Coward had on, uh, I think, Ian O'Connor that wrote it. Probably pretty good. Love a good audiobook. Okay. Started listening to the pod about a year ago. I like it. Appreciate that. With Deshaun Watson going to the Browns, do you think they will still refuse to trade Baker expecting Watson to miss some time for a suspension? I heard from another article that Watson's first year salary is only a million dollars. So have him and Baker on the roster seems doable. Also, do you think Baker would refuse to play if that's the case? I think a good trade scenario if he refuses to play could be Baker to Philly for Minshew and a draft pick. I would, I mean, there was articles out that he was going to refuse to play. Like, Baker, who are you? Who do you think you are? You're just not going to show up? Like, you, you Khalil Mack here, buddy? Like, <laughs> You holding out? For what? For who? For what? As Ricky Waters would say. Uh, I think once they sign Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield's done. Now, because he's injured, they can't cut him because it's full guarantee and they have to eat $18 million. I think they're hoping probably to trade him to Seattle. And if I'm Seattle, like, You know, John Schneider, Pete Carroll, I think it makes some sense. I would imagine that Jacoby Brissett starts when Watson is suspended and Baker is traded sometime in the next, probably, if not now, during the draft and just doesn't show up during OTAs. Absolutely love the pot. My question is, how is certain teams have other teams' numbers over a long period of time, even when the coaching staff and the players are always changing? For example... The Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014, which is probably the craziest stat in the NFL right now. Even though there's been multiple changes on both ends at every level, Brady struggled with Miami, even though there have been multiple changes throughout the streak in Miami's end. I think the Brady thing might just be maybe the humidity, especially when they play him late in the season. The Colts thing is bizarre. Because like you said, Phillip Rivers lost to him. Carson Wentz lost to him. Andrew Luck lost to him. Jacoby Brissett lost to him. Frank Frank lost to him. Pagano lost to him. That's that's pretty wild. I I don't know what to say about that because Philip Rivers two years ago lost to him Week One in the NFL. Now you would say, I bet it's hot as hell in Jacksonville in September eighth or tenth or whenever Week One you know that game that game was last year was just Carson Wentz was atrocious, absolutely atrocious, and unlike the previous season Week One I, I think we all agree. Anyone can lose or win on week one. Remember last year, the Packers lost like 50 to nothing to the Saints. Week one's a weird time. Week 18, when you win and you get into the playoffs and the team is going to draft number one overall, like that can't happen. So I, I it's crazy as it sounds like, I think it's kind of random. Like I, I don't think there's like any rhyme or reason to it. Right? Like why did the Patriots forever beat the Jets all the time? Well, the Jets were a joke. Um, the, the Jags-Colts one, is that, that is nuts. Thoughts on the Deshaun Watson contract details with the Browns? Seems a little slimy. Talked about it yesterday. I, I think the NFL is going to do a double middle finger to them. Like, wait, you, th- you, you think you're doing this to us? Like, Calvin Ridley didn't get to do that. So I, I, I agree, not only is it slimy, in a public business, when you do something slimy and you have a governing body, usually they take you out, right? In, in NCAA forever, if you did something slimy, the NCAA would nail you. I think the NFL is going to nail these guys. I think Deshaun Watson is going to get a suspension. Everyone's going to be like, damn, he got suspended 17 games. Maybe it sounds crazy, but if you told me he gets suspended for the whole year, I wouldn't put it totally past anybody. I'm a high school senior and avid football fan. I was wondering if you could give me any tips to potentially getting into the football industry still haven't decided which path i'd like to pursue and was wondering if you could help me out love the show well you're a high school senior so depending on where you go to college and if if you're going to go somewhere for college i would think about um you know trying to get involved with the team there whether it be your college team if there was a pro team in the area and just get your foot in the door any way possible as a as a college freshman and that could just start your career and you never know where it would go. If you go to a division 1 college, try to volunteer. Tell them you'd love to do something, you would love to help out. That's, you know, you have so much time ahead of you, so much wiggle room to figure things out. I didn't really get involved in football till like the end of my junior year at Cal Poly in terms of working in it. So, you know, t- t- you have so much time, man. That would be my example. Lamar Jackson needs to hire Deshaun Watson's agent, period. I agree. I, I think Lamar Jackson, can you imagine being former MVP, a guy who resurrected the franchise, who is the highest, one of the highest character guys, in not just in your team, but in the league. He is beloved in Baltimore, never gets in any trouble, does everything right, lays it on the line, and then sees this guy who gets in trouble and doesn't play for a year get $230 million. Now, I wouldn't give Lamar Jackson $230 million, but I understand from the Lamar Jackson's standpoint, like hey, hey John. Uh hey Mr. Bashati, Hey DaCosta. Uh, uh, m- last year's rate ain't this year's rate, buddy. The 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 cost of doing business, you know, in 2022 America factoring in inflation, which I, I don't know where you live, but inflation where I live is about thirty percent. I live when they're like seven percent. Yeah, maybe in like rural New Mexico. Bay Area, L.A., New York, Chicago, fucking things like 40%. So I mean, some of these things, I mean, I, for a fact, it's like you go to the store, some things I used to buy, and now that I'm buying, if it used to cost me $120, and now it costs me $200, like, that ain't 7%. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, it's like, eh, 7% raise from last year ain't enough. Just wanted to get your thoughts on Gardner Minshew being a starting quarterback. He played in Jacksonville with a terrible team, won six games. Could he be a good starter in Carolina? I think he's better than Sam Darnold, so yeah. I mean, he could be better than what you had. Uh, I think he's probably a little bit overhyped. He went from undervalued to now overvalued. I think he's just a solid, I think he's a really good backup. Who, if in a pinch, and a really good backup, if you got to start three games and you're on a good team, that means you can win. Teddy Bridgewater was that guy. What happens when Teddy Bridgewater starts? He's not any good. But when he backs up on a on the Saints, you go 5-1 and one or 6-0 oh when Breeze was out. And the team keeps rolling. And now Teddy Bridgewater's back in that role. But when he has to start on the Broncos, team sucks. When he has to start on the Panthers, team sucks. It's not his fault. I think Minchu would, at the end of the day, probably falls in that category. He's not a top 20 quarterback, but he's not like, you know, 40 below. He's probably like 30 to 40 range. Which ultimately equals a good backup. Uh, I'll get to uh, some of you guys' questions later this week. Middlecoff Mailbag. So if I haven't answered, I'm going to answer. Not forgetting about your people. And uh, appreciate everyone reaching out on the mailbag. Have a good week. We'll have a golf podcast tomorrow. Uh, or I guess in two... Yeah, if you're listening, it's on Tuesday. It'll come out Wednesday because we got the match play. Breaking news, Phil Mickelson's not allowed to go to Augusta. Kind of big news. I'll have some takes on that on the pod tomorrow. And, uh, and yeah, enjoy the week. Have a smile on your face. Summer ain't that far away. It's getting a little sunnier outside, depending on where you live. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. Are you looking for the hottest gambling advice out there? Check out the Moneyline Monaco podcast powered by FanDuel. Every weekday, our guy Alex Monaco will give you his best bets, including game picks, props, same game parlays, and much more. Monaco is in another groove and has won nearly 60% of his bets all time. So don't miss your chance to make some money by downloading the Moneyline Monaco wherever you get your podcast. only on the Volumes Podcast Network. With unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com active cash. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.